Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. A smiling, effervescent teenager, Dahlia is the focus of this new documentary called Dahlia's Other Country, which tells a remarkable story of a family displaced by the Syrian conflict and explores a young life caught between a highly politicized identities. Dahlia comes across as an ordinary Southern California teenager, and she is, and we'll get into all of this because it is a truly fascinating story, and it is, yes, it focuses on Dahlia, but it's about her family, it's about the circumstances, her mother and her father, and all of the things that come along with that, as they do it often in a lot of people's lives, the different challenges, especially when you're a young woman uh, and or young person, you're, you're not quite you quite haven't found your bearings yet, and yet you're faced with, in her circumstances, uh, an extreme situation, fleeing a country that is in, in the process of being blown apart to come to America. We are fortunate to have with us today, honored to have with us today, the director of Dahlia's Other Country, and that would be Julia Melzer. Julia, welcome welcome to film school. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much for being here. I have to say, and I said at the top of the show, what a touching and intimate uh, documentary this is. It's so, it's such a warm documentary, um, despite the tra- sort of tragic circumstances that uh, Dahlia finds herself and her family find themselves in. The warmth and the humanity come across in this film in, in such a w- wonderful way. And I want to congratulate you just on that alone, but tell me a little bit how you came to this story of Dahlia and her family. Well, first of all, thank you for saying that about the film. And um, the way that I came to the story is that Mustafa Zeno, who is Dahlia's older brother, worked with me on outreach and distribution on my last film called The Light in Her Eyes, which is about a Quran school for women and girls in Damascus, Syria. I lived in Damascus, and um, I spent many years then going back and forth after I lived there in 2005-06. And I spent a lot of time in Aleppo. And um, that city is amazing. Uh And (laughs) there were things that I encountered there that I had not experienced any other place on the planet. And in July 2012, Aleppo was entering the Civil War. And that was when we were doing outreach for the last film. And I had a feeling that the war would go on there for a long time. And I wanted to find someone who was coming from Aleppo to Los Angeles so I could tell that side of the story. And um, coincidentally, Mustafa's sister Dahlia and his mother Rudina had recently arrived. And so after a lot of conversation about it um, and then working things out with the school, we began shooting in 2013. Okay. And any kind of reticence on the part of um, anyone involved, Odalia herself or her mother, um, any of that, or was it a matter of gaining their trust? How did you kind of get into their lives? Well, because Mustafa had been working on my last film, and um, Dahlia and Rudina actually came to several of the screenings that we did around Los Angeles, so they knew me a little bit. I mean, and they knew also where I was coming from in terms of you know, basically telling stories about their community. Um, 
I think that for Dahlia, being a new student at her high school and then having cameras there, yeah. that was a little bit hard. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was not something that she loved. Um, she, she did not mind it when we were at home, but having cameras following her at school was something that she was a little bit uncomfortable about. But I think there also was an element of, like, some excitement for her because people would ask her, what's going on? What are you doing, you know? Why are they following you? And, you know, for a teenager, I'm in this era, I learned that people are not afraid of cameras <laughs> yeah. at, that, at that age. Yeah. And so even though she said it wasn't great, I, I feel like I, I saw a little side of her that was, like, also kind of excited about it. Yeah, and I can imagine it, it, just the circumstances of what she finds herself in. She's from another country. She's wearing the hijab. How much? I'm hajib. Hajab. I'm sorry. Hijab. Yeah, yeah. hijab. And um, and so those circumstances in and of itself are would be stressful. And then you throw on top of somebody following around with a camera. I can imagine. But she really, the camera loves her. Yes. She's, she's a beautiful young woman, um, and her personality really emerges over the course of the three years that you film with her it really she just comes she just comes across as a exceedingly bright aware young person um Mm -hmm. who is you know eager to fit in to be a part of it and there's some you see an arc to her story in this film which is really remarkable to watch to sort of see her from the very beginning her trepidations and all the rest of it um so, I mean, I guess it's more of a comment than in a question, but uh, you picked such a, uh, a good subject. I mean, I, mm-hmm. and this is always the, the challenge, the thrill of being a documentary filmmaker. You're investing your time <laughs> and effort into something that may or may not pay off, and you won't know exactly. for a while. So tell me... I don't know if that's a thrill. <laughs> well, it is when it More pays like off. The terror. <laughs> the terror, exactly. Well, you must have had some conversations prior to this with her, and you must have had some sense of her beforehand. Tell me, tell me, just sort of in in terms of your personal relationship with her and that comfort level that came with that, and understanding that she might be a pretty darn good uh, subject for your film. I mean, you know, at the beginning, I just I really didn't know. You know, you 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 have to shoot some stuff and then. And then see, like, is she appealing? Do, do people like her when they watch her on camera? You know? And, I mean, my first couple of weeks of shooting at the school, I, I think that I was anticipating that there would be more conflict at the school, that it might be difficult for her being the only Muslim student. And it really wasn't, actually. So in some ways I thought, okay, well, that's what, I, that's what I'm looking for. And then I realized, well, that's nowhere to be found. Yes, she's good on camera, but... She's kind of fits in okay here, and people seem to like her. So, yeah. <laughs> so where is the conflict going to be? Because you know you have to have some conflict, or else. Well, I could just be an observational film. You know, I thought, oh, I could do it Frederick Weisman style and just hang around here forever, and catch those little moments that you know, tiny little exchanges that mean something bigger. But it, I couldn't do that. Okay. I just couldn't. The the school did not want to have me around every day. Yeah. Um, and then I learned about Rudina's story. So yeah, in the process of go. getting to know Dahlia, yeah. then I was like, hmm, well, what about the mom and what's the backstory? And then I learned from Mustafa that 
the reason why they left was because his father had married a second wife, and I thought, oh, that's a whole other thing, you know? And I thought, I'd love to know more about that, but most likely Rudina won't talk to me about it, and even if she does, she'll probably be uncomfortable talking about it. And then when we get down to it, she probably won't want to talk about it. So I honestly was very surprised by Rudina when I asked her if she would talk about it, and she said yes, because that's not something that most women within her community would do. Right. I mean, it's you don't air your dirty laundry. You don't talk about things that have happened to you that in some ways you know, could potentially really reflect negatively on her, yeah. on Rudina. And um, so I was really surprised about her openness. I mean, from the first interview we did, I thought she's amazingly comfortable on camera. She is willing to talk about these things that really people don't talk about. So that was surprising to me. And then I just kind of like felt it out from there. Okay, how much how much can I get from this? And also what is going to happen with the father? Because there was some uncertainty about whether they might get back together again. Um, and then, you know, he came to visit and I thought, well, I'll see if he'll talk about it. And he was very open about talking, you know, yeah. talking about his position, which he feels pretty secure about. Yeah. I mean, clearly, you yeah. know, he he will go on to me for a long time about what his beliefs are and what his rights are as a Muslim man, and he has no hesitation about that. So it was all really interesting yeah. because having lived in Syria, I know that it could have gone a very different way, and that would have been the norm, you know? Yeah. Well, and I will tell you, just uh, as a viewer, someone as the audience, I I understand what you're saying about the dramatic tension. I was fascinated by watching... Dahlia and mm-hmm. I would have been you know okay with kind of watching mm-hmm. her as she progressed along the, 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 the those three years that we, we follow her but I, I will also tell you that I think some of the, the lack of that sort of tension or that con- conflict with her and the people in the school has a lot to do with the fact that it was an all woman all girls yeah. school I, I think if you throw men young yeah. boys young teenagers into that mix her being so different in this, in this, in some sense, mm-hmm. you would have seen a lot more of that. And I, I, I happen to have, just a personal side. I went to high school in Burbank, Glendale area. Yeah. I grew up in that area, so I know, I know the school. Uh, we used mm-hmm. to play against them. I've come from a Catholic school myself. Oh, and it, was wow. a, it was a mixed school, so mm. I know you, you would have had a very different film if it had been yeah. I think, a boys and involved. And I also think though that because she was that holy family, where all of the Girls there really are from immigrant families. Yes. So, you know, she was yes. she was in a sea of Mexican, Latin American, Filipino, Koreans, yeah. a few other Middle Eastern. You know, it's like yeah. everyone was at home in their difference. Well, and yeah. I think that that was a big reason why she was so accepted as well. Yes. Welcome to America in 2017. I mean, in, yeah, in, I mean, in, especially in, Southern California, yeah, Los ex- Angeles. Yes. You know, we're speaking, <coughs> excuse me. Um, we're speaking with Julia Melzer, and she is the director of the new film that's coming out as, as a kickoff to the 30th season of POV on PBS. It's uh, Dahlia's Other Country, and also along with it, we'll be screening um, on the opening night, which is coming up on this Monday, June 26th on POV. PBS, check your local listings. It starts out on the East Coast at 9 o'clock, and I'm assuming probably at 9 o'clock here on the West Coast as well. Uh, but check your local listings for that. But also 4.1 miles and from Damascus to Chicago. 
Uh, I've actually interviewed Daphne for 4.1 Miles, and that is an amazing Academy Award-nominated short documentary. And I'm not familiar from Damascus to Chicago, but it sounds like there's very much a tie-in to uh, Syrian and Syria's uh, mm-hmm. conflict. And it's, it's it looks like a terrific television watch on Monday night, uh, the 26th, coming up this coming Monday. So... Congratulations for being a part of that uh, block of films and filmmakers. Thank you. Yeah, it's really that's a solid lineup. Yeah. Um, well, tell me in terms of sort of as we move forward, um, sort of the thing that surprised you the most about. Well, you've kind of described it already, so I don't. Maybe we don't need to go over the same territory, but uh, the the relationship to complicate things a little bit in terms of their story and the dynamics uh, with Rodina and as well as Dahlia is her father and the affection that Dahlia has for him and this sort of her, her I want is it too strong to say her hero in, in many ways is her father or or not <laughs> help me out because in the in at least initially the very first time we see her father her anticipation of seeing which is natural it's she hasn't seen her father in, in a long time but there is a, that additional layer of kind of complexity to the story of her father who has a couple of wives and mm-hmm. i just kind of wonder what what you'd say what you you know sort of a, as a comment on that uh, their their dynamic dahlia and 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 her father i mean i think that they have a very close loving relationship which i think i mean i think for me it's interesting. It was interesting just to watch them and to be around them because he is a very loving father. Yeah. And I think that all of his children um, see some of his faults and they also love him. And, you know, I think that that's a really kind of mature place to get to. Yeah, I agree. And, and uh, you know, Dolly and I had long conversations about how I felt being I'm a mother, and I watch Rudina, you know, stand with her children and raise them here and figure out how to go to college. And, you know, I felt like, wow, she's she's kind of been left to do this. Not that she would do anything different, really, but I felt frustrated for her. Just I was like, why, why can't he come here and just be here while you finish high school? And, and Dolly would say, you know, Julia... This is who my father is, yeah. and he's older, and I can like accept that, or I could be angry about it, and I just kind of choose to accept it. Yeah. Well, you're right. That is a very mature place to be, and aren't we all, in some ways, a con- there's a conflict, uh, conflicted feelings about our parents, and that's part of right. life. And <laughs> she comes, again, I want to just emphasize once again how remarkable in terms of just as a young woman, how relatable and how... You can see so much of her emotions in in what you captured in her film in your film, of, and she's just a wonderful person. I'm to be around. I can imagine it was you must have grown quite fond and quite close to her over the course of making this film because she's a, just an easy person yeah. to be around. It seems from what I saw. Um, yeah, she was. She was. I mean, no, she had many teenager moments that <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't. That yeah. I didn't put in the film, but I mean, yeah, well. there were there were moments where she was definitely annoyed by me, <laughs> and then I was annoyed by her. But <laughs> well, t- well, tell me, uh, Julia, in terms of the you film, the film you 
mentioned earlier the light in her eyes it's just mm-hmm. it's a feature film about a Quran school in Damascus Syria how did that sort of prepare you for for making this film well I mean I spent a lot of time in Syria yeah. so you know I understand the culture and the place that they're coming from yeah. I think that helps just the norms of how you talk to people and what kind of questions you ask and what you don't ask and you know what you do when you're coming over and how there you just need to spend a lot of time yeah hanging out drinking coffee drinking tea just doing that in order just to be like oh yeah that is how we relate we're not you know it's it's not like the american style of just like okay let's talk about this project let's get you know okay okay move ahead move ahead all right oh yeah oh do you have time for some tea oh that'd be nice oh no i don't you know i mean so there i i knew all of that and i knew that that had to be part of how i would gain their trust was just being there yeah and not having a camera necessarily um and then i also you know i spent a lot of time in a mosque with Women who maybe were a little bit more, um, I'd say, more traditional or practiced Islam in maybe a more traditional way than yeah. Rudina does, yeah. but not that much different. Yeah. You know, and, and so I, I knew the values and, and yeah. basically, you know, what, what was important in, in their society, which is really like family yeah. and being good to your guests and being good being being a, a good host and and so I think that all of that understanding whether it you know came out directly or not I feel definitely helped in integrating myself into their family in the last <clears throat> excuse me in the last minute we have with you I really um, and I I want to underscore again to the audience what a comfortable film um, uh, Dahlia's other country is it's it's such a it really it there's as I said earlier this warmth and this humanity it's just a it's a really nice watch in terms of just wanting to be with these people but I'm mm-hmm. curious their the reaction what has the reaction been of Redina any uh, Mustafa and and Dahlia I, how have they reacted to the film oh they like it they <laughs> like it and, and you know Redina's whole family came to the premiere and everyone felt very positively about it, which I, I wasn't, you know, I I kind of tried to feel out, like, how do you all feel about the divorce and the dad and yeah. what do you think, you know? Yeah. Like trying just to kind of stretch beyond their immediate family and get a sense from them what they thought. Yeah. And everyone really felt like, Thank you for representing the truth of our family. Oh, that's awesome. That's a great yeah. That's a great story. I'm so glad to be able to uh, end on such a high note. And <clears throat> the film is called Dahlia's Other Country, and uh, the director is Julia Melzner. And thank you for the film. Thank you for your work and continued success in, <clears throat> in your pursuits. Uh, uh, the, again, the film is opening season for th- uh, season 30 of POV on, on PBS. It will air this coming Monday, June 26th. At uh, That's a Monday at uh, 9 p.m. on the East Coast. And check your local listings here for the PBS stations here in your area. Uh, and uh, we'll go from there. Thank you, Julia, for being here on Film School. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye.
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.